Hello and welcome to the Home Roasting Pro Podcast. Roast coffee like a pro in your home. This is your host, Jonathan Glass, and let's get into today's episode. So today what I want to talk about is how to make a one-pound roaster for less than 40 bucks. How to make a one-pound roaster for less than 40 bucks. So this was something I kind of came about on accident, really, Um, and I'll kind of explain um, what this roaster is. So it's a bread box coffee roaster, and all you need are two things. You need a bread box. It's it's a, like a bread maker, electronic uh, bread making box, and you need a heat gun. And that is like all you need. So really, if you don't know what I'm talking about or you've never seen one of these electronic like bread making boxes, really all they are is uh, inside there's a, a large metal drum or a large like metal pot looking thing. Um, and at the bottom of that pot or drum, there is like an agitating arm. That just kind of, uh, I guess, for bread, it like needs the dough and, and, and keeps it kind of spinning and spinning with inside that drum. But it's perfect for coffee because, first of all, um, they, they're they very, you know, they're conductive of heat, um, which is a good thing. So I feel like you're getting that drum and they're really hot. And then you're also getting like the, you know, the convection of the, um, the heat gun. So you're kind of getting uh, kind of conductive and convection heat uh, coming from those things. But, yeah, it's just a large drum. Uh, with like kind of an agitator at the bottom. And so what happened with me is that I was given the gift of a bread making box um, <laughs> that I really didn't have any use for. Okay. So it was given to me, I think as like a wedding gift or something. I don't know. A long while ago, I was given this bread maker box and it sat in my garage collecting dust for a long time. And I was about to get rid of it. I was about to throw it away, take it to the dump. Cause I was like, I'm never going to use this thing. It just collects dust and takes up space in my garage. Uh, but then, um, I don't know, I don't even know where I came across it. All I know is I came across the, uh, where someone had posted, um, that you can make a coffee roaster out of one of these, uh, bread, electronic bread making boxes. And so I just kind of did some research on it and decided that I would definitely give it a try because I'm never going to use that bread box for what it's made for. (laughs) And so for me, this literally cost me zero dollars and zero cents. Uh, I already had the bread maker in my garage and I had a a electronic heat gun. And so um, for me, uh, the cool thing about this one is it was fairly uh, unused and like brand new because uh, one issue you want to be careful of is uh, say you get a used bread box, where which you can do. You can probably go to Goodwill or something and find one of these electronic uh, bread boxes for like 10, 20 bucks. You probably can't. The only thing that maybe be wor- uh, concerned about is your coffee might taste like bread for a few batches. But once you kind of season the roaster, and what we mean, what, what I mean by that is um, after you, some of those oils and that chaff kind of starts to get a buildup on your roaster, then uh, probably a lot of those bread flavors will go away and kind of disappear. Um, but uh, I had a brand new one. Um, it really hadn't been used. At least it didn't look like it had been used. And uh, so that kind of helped me not even have any of those bread tastes at all. Uh, but what I did for mine was I uh, I drilled a very, very large hole uh, into the, the top door of the bread box, just big enough to kind of fit the nose of this heat gun down into. Um, 
And a couple things uh, that you'll have to kind of be weary of if you decide to do this. So you, really, all you need is a, an electronic bread box and an electronic heat gun. A couple things that I learned that I'll try to um, let you know about is, first of all, um, make sure you understand uh, if if the bread box you have has uh, like a, a heat shutoff setting on it. So mine, because uh, they're supposed to get hot. I mean, that's what they're made for is to make bread. So they kind of get hot. But there's like, I don't know if it's like maybe once it gets to like three, 400 degrees, it almost has like an, it has a setting where you can't like start it if it's too hot. Um, and so yours might have that. A couple things that I did to get rid of that is, first of all, I found like a temperature probe uh, on mine and I, um, if I disconnected it, it would, would not let me use it at all. It like, um, it would just always say it was like overheating. So I left it connected, but I took that heating, um, kind of probe or that temperature probe. And I, um, I took it out of where it was and I tried to, uh, put it further away from where the heat was. And so that helped me, uh, maybe get away from that, uh, the auto, you know, overheating shut off. Another thing I did was I disconnected the power because inside these, these bread boxes, there are a, an actual little heating, heating element, uh, inside the bread box, but they don't get hot enough to roast coffee. So really, uh, all the heat you're producing to roast your coffee is coming from the heat gun. So I disconnected the, um, the heating element within my, uh, my roaster because I, I was wondering if that was also setting it off, uh, f- you know, the overheating setting, because even after I had removed, um, the, the temperature probe, I was still getting the, the to do the auto shut off. So once I disconnected the heating element and had, you know, re had, had removed, um, the, the temperature probe, I was no longer getting the overheating, you know, signal, uh, on the roaster. Another problem that I faced when I started using the bread maker roaster, and you probably have to face as well, is um, you. There's typically not a setting to just keep the agitating arm spinning and spinning and spinning nonstop. Okay, uh, most of these uh, bread making boxes have like settings on them. At least mine does. Um, and there's there's like a couple different settings you can choose from, but like for mine, you know the you know, most of the settings start with seven minutes of the agitating arm spinning and then it stops spinning. And so, uh, that's not good because typically you don't want to roast coffee in seven minutes. It's not done yet, you know, and you want that agitating arm to keep spinning. So I know that there's some, uh, if you Google it, I know some people found ways to just, um, kind of override that and just cause that, um, agitating arm to just spin nonstop until you, until you tell it to stop. But <clears throat> I didn't go to that, uh, length. What I d- just decided to do is, um, so like on mine, there's some settings like preset settings that, um, you know, the agitating arm will spin for seven minutes and then it'll stop. So what I end up doing is I'll just run one cycle for seven minutes. I'll stop it. And then I'll restart it from the beginning and it will do another seven minutes. So that ends up being 14 minutes. And, uh, that's kind of, you know, you know, I, I always get my coffee roasted, uh, within, uh, 14 minutes. And, um, so that's just one thing you might have to figure out is, uh, before you throw coffee in there and start roasting, make sure you know, um, how long, you know, your, your, uh, your bread box will have that agitating arm rotating. And uh, you might just need to figure that out before you start to roast coffee. So you don't waste any batches. Like my first batch I kind of wasted because, um, 
you know, I did seven minutes. It's and and then the arm stopped moving, and then also it was before I had removed the uh, the temperature probe. So then it was overheating and it wouldn't let me keep going, and so I kind of ruined my first batch. So just a couple things to to check out before you start uh, really putting a lot of coffee in there is first of all check if it has like an overheating. Um, kind of like auto stop feature. And then also make sure you know how long the agitating arm uh, will be spinning uh, for your cycles. And, and if you want to, you can, I'm sure you can Google to find a way to make it so that just uh, the arm just spins nonstop. I just didn't end up doing that. Um, a couple things uh, you're going to want to make sure you do though is, is you're going to want to make sure you do this outside, even though um, you know, uh, in one of my first episodes, we talked about roasting outside is, is not a good idea. Um, for this instance, you're going to want to, because you can't really, uh, you know, duck, put a, you know, put some type of pipe on it to duck it out a window. Uh, it's just not going to, to work. Um, so in it, in it, it, you know, one pound of coffee can get pretty smoky, uh, with, with this setup. So I do it in my garage, which I feel like is at least, a a middle ground between completely being outside and being indoors. I try to get it warm in there um, and do it in my garage just so I'm not setting off tons of fire alarms and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just do it in a, a, a probably outside or in a garage where it's a little bit ventilated. Um, and a cool thing that I've, that mine had, and maybe you can add to yours is I, mine, you know, came with a little like a viewing glass on the top of it, uh, just a bread making box. So I'm able to kind of put a flashlight down in there and just kind of look at my beans throughout their roasting uh, process. Um, and so just a couple tips that I do is I, I start, I preheat the, the bread box. I, I, I stick the heat gun in there and I, um, I put it on, mine only has two settings. I know you can get heat guns that have like a bunch of settings. Mine is, I already had it, you know, it was like a cheap one. Um, and it only has like high and low. <laughs> so I'll stick, I'll stick the heat gun in the little hole I cut in the top of it and I'll, I'll crank it up. I'll probably let it, you know, just be on high there for like a minute or two and kind of get everything nice and hot. Um, and I will run, you know, once I put my pound of coffee and I will run in, run it on high, uh, until, I hear first crack. And once I hear first crack, I kick it down to low and I want to kind of slow down, you know, that heats kind of that, that rate of rise a little bit, um, and, and try to slow the end of that roast down. Um, and once again, typically I'll take a coffee in between a minute and a minute and a half, uh, past first crack and it, it tastes pretty doggone good. All in all, um, I have been, at first I just used this thing, uh, because it was kind of, uh, you know, I would just like to tinker. I don't know about you guys, but I like to tinker. I like to try things and kind of DIY some stuff. So at first I was like, Hey, this, this bread box thing is just sitting there, you know, it's going to cost me $0. So I just figured I'd try it out. But let me say, uh, after getting a few roasts in and, uh, tasting the coffee, um, comparing it to other coffee, I am quite blown away, um, at the quality of coffee that it produces. You know, I typically do like 470, um, 470 grams per batch. That's a huge batch, you know, to, to, to roast. Um, and so I'm pretty impressed with what it does. Also, uh, just another kind of side note, it actually does a great job of collecting chaff. Um, the way that they, I don't know the way the shape of them and stuff, a lot of the chaff ends up falling down, um, kind of at the bottom of the roaster. Um, and you know, once you get one and you try it out, you know what I'm talking about, but it does a pretty good, pretty good job of collecting chaff. Um, and so, overall, you know, all in all, like I said, I'm just, I'm fairly impressed and that's why I wanted to kind of do this episode.
As we are wrapping up the show today, I want to just briefly tell you about a new coffee offering we have uh, from us at Home Roasting Pro. And uh, we, hey, we're, we're we're glad that some of you guys tried that Guatemala coffee that we we had. It was a delicious, delicious lot of coffee from Guatemala. Uh, but we, we're all out, and so but we have a new offering, and it's an Ethiopia Lemieux washed processed coffee. Uh, and to be honest, I used to not be a big fan of Ethiopia washed coffees. Uh, I I had a few, and I just you know wasn't I, I never liked them a whole lot. But this coffee changed my mind about uh, washed Ethiopias. Uh, in the cup, this one is a very uh, to me it had a very strong kind of like melon cantaloupe uh, peach flavor with uh, kind of a finish of almost like a honey graham cracker. It's it's soft and it's sweet, uh, which is what I really like. You know, some some coffees are kind of harsh and acidic. This one is it's very soft. It's very sweet. Um, and it's probably a, a coffee that most people would would really enjoy across the board. So uh, just a really, really solid coffee. And uh, so if you want to try that out or um, just uh, get some more uh, details on that, you can uh, check us out on homeroastingpro.bigcartel.com. And uh, I'll put the link to that in our show notes. And uh, go, go check it out. And uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Home Roasting Pro Podcast. I can't wait to see you next time.